Hey everyone, welcome to episode number six of season three of Musicians for Mental Health. On this podcast, we speak with musicians about mental health openly and honestly without the veil of lyrics. We're not mental health professionals, we're not licensed therapists or counselors, we're just people that have our own personal experiences with mental health and want to shed light on these things and share our journeys throughout. On this episode, I have an incredibly powerful conversation, I think, with Damon and Tyler from the band Of Virtue. Um, In this episode, we talk a lot about depression, um, the things that Tyler was going through at the time when they were writing their new album, Omen, which we touch on as well. Uh, Damon talks about his past with alcoholism, um, and, you know, we talk about several other things that tie into all of that, you know, finding a routine so that you can kind of keep your mind where you want it to be, um, the cathartic writing process that they went through for this album, um, the importance of sharing your story and you know being open and vulnerable when you're able to because that gives you power over whatever it is that you're fighting and and battling but it also gives those around you a better understanding of what might help you if you need it um Yeah, this is, again, just, I think, a a really great conversation. I'm a big fan of the band, but also just of the guys being so open and honest with us and having this conversation. So let's dive into this. This is my conversation with Tyler and Damon of the band Of Virtue. Uh, So to kick things off, I do start with the same boring-ass question every time. Simple introduction. Who are you guys? Little background on yourself, and uh, we'll go from there. Cool. Uh, I guess I can start then. So, uh, my name is Tyler. I am the vocalist for a Virtue. Uh, I like cats. Solid. <laughs> uh, I'm Damon, and I sing and play guitar in a Virtue. Uh, I also enjoy cats. Mine is currently. Oh, he was sleeping. He's no longer sleeping anymore. He's eating. So, yeah. Awesome. Mine is currently locked out of the room that I'm in because she'll be an asshole if I let her in here. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, awesome. So kind of to, to kick this off, what I wanted to do is for anybody that's not familiar with Of Virtue, let's give a little history on, you know, the formation and the, the message that you guys are delivering. Um, like we said before, you got started in the episode here you know you guys are very uh vocal and open with your lyrics and and the experiences that you've had kind of go into what that means for you guys and how important it is to be that authentic and and vulnerable of a sense i'll let Dan take care of that one (laughs) yeah no starting off um i mean we've all known each other throughout the years in some way shape or form mike uh, we I played in a band with him, like another band, 
since probably around like 2005, 2006, somewhere around there. Tyler played in a band with our old bass player. And then Ryan, we met over the internet. So that's probably like the least personal of the bunch. But at the same time, you know, we've had plenty of conversation. And when he finally was able to, you know, come stateside and hang out, we can get a better feel for him. Then we can see like, okay, he's definitely like-minded like ourselves with the mission statement, which kind of from the get-go, no matter what we sound like or, you know, what else is presented, the name like a virtue is just a, it's a more of a means of like how to live your life, you know, always wanting to strive to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And that also does come with, you know, some inherent struggles. It's like, Hey, if you're, you know, kind of down or you're having an off day or anything else, it doesn't mean that, you know, the world is necessarily coming to an end, but it's just figuring out a way to get to that next step, get to that next, you know, day. So that way you can keep trying your best again and again and again. And, you know, kind of what you eloquated before, it's like the stories that we have, the reason why it's, important to be vulnerable and to be as open as we can is because in some ways we haven't always been it's you know you use a lot of metaphors you create a lot of stories so that you can kind of make these like open-ended ways that you can think about certain things but especially recently we've felt it kind of to i don't say go back to more of the roots of the band but it's definitely just put everything on display as honestly and as coherently as possible because while we might think that our stories or some of the things that we've gone through are you know exclusive to us they are they're not and just because you know one person gets through one thing doesn't mean that there's not another one that might be at a similar starting point or even worse off that could use some guidance could use some direction and if any of our songs or lyrics or even just people talking to us can help move them forward one step or one day at a time, then that is what we're here to do. Yeah. Dope. Tyler, did you want to expand on that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just basically just to give, I guess, more of a hmm, I have I, I have a hard time with words sometimes. So uh sorry. <laughs> ironic um, as a vocalist you know <laughs> yeah right yeah oh man the amount of times i've forgotten lyrics dude yeah bad um I'm sure everybody can relate but um but no i mean uh for for me especially like the message that that i have always tried to try to spread i mean with within like who you know my, my parents raised me to be and you know through everything that i've gone through as well it's like it's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to be um, just, I guess, just like somebody that you don't really want to be around. It's it's very easy to do that, especially because of everything that is going on in our world today. But um, I think it's, it's a gift and it's very challenging. That's um, a gift, but it's also very challenging to you know, be a good person and, and to be selfless and not selfish. And, um, I think for us, like having compassion, having empathy, it's such a big thing for us. And, um, in a world where we could be like everybody else. And obviously I'm not saying everyone is, you know, negative or, or any of that, but it's, it's just, 
it's so enticing. It like, you know, we joke around, we make, we make jokes. Like we have that humor, you know, uh, anytime anybody tries to, you know, ask you how you're doing, what is the response that all of us give? Hey, doing fine. Doing all right. Um, and no one wants to be that person that says like, uh, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, not doing too great today, but I have personally tried my best to be more comfortable with doing that because I want people to understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Like, you know, I don't, we don't, we never need to go into detail with that. Like, that's why we always try to say like, Hey, if anybody ever needs to talk, like you're not alone in your battles, you're not alone in your struggles. It truly is like a gift for us to be able to have a platform that we do to be able to, you know, spread that, the, the positive message, like not even in a, not even in a cliche way, but you know, just like, just to have a platform and to be able to, I guess, show people that we're just as human as you are. Um, we, we go through the same struggles, the same issues everybody else does. It's just, you know, we have to, someone, someone's got to be strong, you know, someone's got to be strong. And I think, I think having a platform, you know, like that, that's why it's really cool that, you know, we're four individuals that create this, you know, create this band. Um, we're all different in our own ways. We're all, um, we do have a lot of similarities, but you know, we all have our own personalities. We have our own, uh, things that make us different and and unique. And for me, I I think that's just, it's, it's such a cool thing to have this platform that all of our voices are heard within the lyrics that we write within the songs, like the instrumentals, like everything is done in such a, you know, it's, it, it, it's done in a, I guess a songwriter's paradise. Like it is perfectly crafted. You know, when we, we sit there, when, when we write these songs, it's, it's not just like a, Oh, I'm coming up with a riff. Yeah, this is cool. It's like, okay, you, you, we can write a, we can write a cool riff, but like, does it make us feel something, you know? And like when, when we listen to the, the instrumentals does it make you feel something and i think for us that has been something that all of us have been very um just very proud um very proud to be able to have this platform and to spread a message to let people know like we're human you are not alone our messages are always open we're always always well uh you know, willing to, to talk to the people that give us the time of day that, that help us have this platform. Cause at the end of the day, we're just four guys that really enjoy music. And, um, and if it's going to be, you know, if, if we get the chance to, you know, get bigger and, uh, be able to spread that message, even like even greater, like, you know, we're never, we're never going to change. Like, I understand when you get, the fame you get all that like yes there there does have to be boundaries there does have to be things set in but uh i don't think any of us will ever change you know and and we're just we're just normal people you know i mean we uh right before we left actually right before we left for um for chicago actually uh a a few of us uh, because we flew out of chicago um uh for our last european tour um, there's a local gas station, uh, right by my parents' house actually. And 
Uh, they walked in, uh, a couple of them walked in there and one of the guys was like, you look like you're in a band. He said that to Mike and Mike is like, well, yeah, I am. And you know, he asked like, Oh, what band are you in? He's like, Oh, I, you know, in a virtue. And, um, I actually have, uh, you know, m- met some people at that gas station as well over, over the time. And they know who we are. So I'm sure they probably spread, you know, like said, Hey, like, yeah, like the vocalist comes here sometimes and whatever. So like that was just like really cool, like, you know, yeah. being able to be recognized in, in that sense. And, um, you know, we're just we're very personable. And I really hope that people, you know, see that that within our music, like we're we we write from the heart. Um, we go through everything that everybody else goes through. So, um, yeah, that's essentially the very long winded answer that <laughs> that you get from me. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's totally cool. And the thing that you both touched on that reminded me of a conversation I had with Maddie Mullins um, was, you know, you both have said that we all go through the same things. Nobody's alone. And and Maddie said he's we were having this similar conversation and he made the comment that one of the biggest lies that people believe because it's so easy is that they're the only ones that have these troubles and that have these struggles and you know it's because of exactly what you're saying is it's so easy to just be like yeah i'm good because we don't want to say you know today's fucking heavy i need to talk like and that's where these types of conversations damon i'm digging the cat uh he he was uh, begging he was begging to get up here so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, but yeah that's where these conversations i think are are massively important because it does open that up for people to finally be like you know I'm not saying like trauma dump every person that you come across, but if someone asks and you feel comfortable enough that they're legitimately caring um, how your day is going and whatnot, like it's okay to say today fucking sucks, you know, like let's figure this out. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I, I think it's important to, to just be transparent and be open. Um, And uh, it's really cool that we, you know that we're starting to see, I guess, like a uh, a change a little bit, especially within uh, men's mental health, um, and just being able to talk about those things. Like, I mean, man, I won't lie to you. The last, uh, probably about from October to about May, maybe even a little bit into June. Um, yeah, I was in the probably the worst mental mental space that I've ever been in. Um, but it's really important to have those kinds of realizations as well, because when you get to that, when you get to that low point, I mean, I I lost my grandpa. I lost my cat on the same day. Like we put my cat down in the morning and then, um, you know, got it got a call from my mom later that night saying my grandpa passed away. And it was like, you know, like that was a very hard day. It was a very like losing two things that, you know, were constant in my life and now they're just not there, you know? And then, um, was going through a, a a hard time with my relationship at the time. And then I lost my great aunt, um, uh, a little bit after Christmas. And then, uh, found out, you know, like I had more damage on my shoulder than we originally thought had to have surgery. So we ended up having to cancel, um, cancel a festival that we were all looking forward to is going to be like 
our first show in, you know, six months at the time. So there was just so many things going through. And then I went through a breakup, um, very hard one. And then the day after Easter, uh, I had to work on Easter, couldn't go see my family. And then, you know, got it, got home from work and, uh, my uncle had a, had a stroke and he ended up passing away. So it was like, there's all these changes coming and coming in my life. And you get to that point where it's just like, man, what, when is enough going to be enough? Yeah. But I think it's, you know, like I was saying, it's, it's important to be transparent and open with those things because if I was not open with that, there's no, we wouldn't, I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. If like, not even, not even like in a, in a dark sense, like I'm just meaning like, I just don't know if, I don't know if I would have kept going, like being in a band, like I, I genuinely was in such a dark place that nothing made me happy. Nothing like I, I just, I didn't know what to do, but then, you know, I got into the gym. Um, Damon and I had a conversation. I want to say like, uh, and, and then Mike, Mike and I, um, had a conversation as well about a couple days right before, um, the, the breakup happened. And that was one thing that they both said to me is just like, Hey man, like a virtue is not a virtue without you. And, you know, we, we like, we're counting on you, but obviously, you know, it's, it's, this, it's more of like a, we're counting on you because you are the one, you are the voice of the band. You are the one that is going to take us to like, help take us to the next level. And it's like, we know, we know that you have that. We know that you have that in you. We know you have that potential. And it struck like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we we've had those, we've had those conversations. Gosh, so many times throughout the years that, that I've been in this band, but for some reason, just that week, um, you know, going through all those changes, I, it was just kind of a, enough is enough. Like I can sit here and dwell about things or I can start getting in the gym. Um, I still hadn't started, uh, or I just started physical therapy, like at the beginning of that month, um, or the beginning of March. Um, so towards, towards like the beginning of April and stuff, you know, I, I still really couldn't do a lot of lifting, but you know, I could get into cardio and do all that. So, yeah. um, I mean, I lost about 40 pounds, uh, from the, from the end of March to, uh, right before we left. And, uh, it's basically almost 50 pounds, which is really cool. But you know, I mean, my weight fluctuates like crazy. So, right. but to see, to see like where I was six months ago i mean not even just six months ago like see where i was three months ago and to see where i'm at now um you know it's makes me proud makes me proud to to know that i overcame the the toughest i guess journey of my life uh and now you know i'm i'm happier than i i've ever been i'm still struggling still dealing with a lot of stuff uh, especially just you know like I mean, the breakup is still kind of fresh in some ways. So it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you just kind of sit there and you're like, okay, I can, again, I can sit here and, you know, be sad about it, or I can do things that are going to keep helping me progress, keep helping me grow. And that is staying consistent in the gym. That's eating better. That's um, practicing. Like I finally got um, for the first time 
uh like i guess in my life like i've i finally got like a nice practice routine down too for um like just for like playing live stuff um and it's just like i'm feeling better i'm motivated i'm content to to keep you know to keep progressing and it's like the one thing that damon has said ever since ever since we started writing these these songs it is you know you need to stay like be ready so you don't have to get ready mm-hmm. and that you know and and, and that stuck with me too because it's like hey when these tours are when these tours start coming the train's not stopping man so it's like once you're on you're on you know and our you know and it's like once we're on that train it's not stopping it's not slowing down like we're we work too damn hard to get to where we're at to let things like life keep bringing us down yeah and that is i mean that's just an important message that i really hope people resonate with too and and take with them because it's like you have worked way too hard to get here not even just us in the band like i mean you've worked hard to get to where you're at with your podcasts yeah especially with doing this and and i like i we can't thank you enough for having a plat having you know, us on your platform as well, to be able to talk about this because it needs to be talked about more like this for me is more enjoyable than, you know, I, I guess just doing a, like an, an interview because it's, it allows us to be human, allows us to connect in, in a way that, you know, Hey, you're just asking us questions like, Hey, that was really cool. But it's like, you know, these are the thing that like, it's how friendships are built. It's how yeah. relationships are built because you get to talk about things that, you know, you might think no one wants to hear, but then you get something like this and then you see comments like, thank you so much for doing this. And it's like, you know, you have worked very hard to be to where you're at too. And it's just cool that, you know, you're, you're able to interview the people that you do. And instead of having to be in an interview, it's a conversation. Yeah. And it means a lot. Yeah, I appreciate that. And it means a lot to me that you guys want to do it. Um, and especially, you know, with all of that being so fresh, which, you know, kudos to you for being able to speak about it now at this point. Because um, I think, you know, that's the one of the hardest parts of the mental health journey. And I think Damon can obviously chime in on this too, is recognizing the problem is step one. But then the next hardest step is opening up and saying, okay, the only way I can get better is by talking about it and getting help. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And it's not, this is not a singular problem just between myself or Tyler or anybody else. It's, you know, you can identify a problem, but then how are you going to put something in place that kind of makes it real? Because we, I can sit here anybody can sit in their own thoughts and in their own brain and, you know, be like, all right, this is a plan I'm going to come up with. I'm going to try to do it all my own, but you kind of notice the theme of what I'm saying. It's not, it's an I thing. Mm -hmm. It's in some ways it's, it's hubris. It's selfish because you can't trust yourself to make the right decisions. If you haven't been around people that a have made those decisions before somebody that could help guide you or B or C it's like, again, if I'm constantly doing things that go against that, it's like, it's only really a matter of time before that same behavior happens. And then you're going to be stuck in that cycle of blaming yourself 
feeling guilty, feeling shameful. And then when you have those feelings introduced, it only leads to compounding those same problems. So yeah, that's absolutely. It's a matter of it's speaking it into the world. It's making it not just real to you, but real to other people, the people that are closest to you. Like you were saying before, it's, you know, somebody ask you how you're doing instead of just being like, Oh, I'm doing well, or I'm good. It's like, nah, I'm either, you know what? I'm doing fantastic. And you're letting, and you're giving maybe somebody that had a bad day, that extra jolt that they're like, Oh shoot. Okay. He's doing fantastic. What, why is he doing fantastic? And you can, it could, it could be something as simple as, you know, I woke up, I brushed my teeth. I did my workout. I drank my water and I'm at work and I had a good day. And all of that combined made me feel fantastic because maybe the day before you called off, you called in sick because you were depressed because of X, Y, Z or just whatever it is. And it's like, just letting everybody know how you're doing and really how you're doing can be the thing where it's like somebody can either help you because maybe they're having a good day and want to give you some of that positivity or you have that positivity and you need to give it to somebody else. It's a constant exchange. And it's like, if we're always hiding how we feel or being secretive, it's like, that's the reason why everybody feels kind of alone in the same room because Mm -hmm. no one wants to be the first person to speak up and, actually be honest with you know what whatever is going on is not good and it is scary to be the voice or to be the face or to be the thing that you know people identify with oh see this person was xyz and it's like as soon as you can become comfortable with that the the sky is the limit as far as not only your own personal mental health but being able to really and i guess truly impact other people if that's your prerogative sometimes it's not but it is something by design where it's just people so you I, we all have friends we all have those people that they like to talk they just like you know they're extroverted and they're this but it's also looking out for them too and being like oh man this person's been way more chatty than usual or you know yeah. oh they're trying to compensate for something and it's like it's it's always like a there's a give and a take and there's a it's just identifying those ways of trying to, again, guess, trying to help people, trying to open up. And it is, it is a battle because there is, like I said, some days we want to shut down. Some days you don't want to really talk or do much or do anything, but then it's like you owe it to yourself first and foremost to at least give yourself a chance so that then other people, you can give other people a chance and other people can give you a chance at the same time. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, with the, the point that we're making about kind of, speaking it into to the world, right? It's, it's twofold. One part of it is obviously you want the right people around you, but one part of it is speaking it into existence to hold yourself accountable. You know, this is the thing I'm struggling with. If you see me struggling with it, like I need your, you to kick me in the, the ass a little bit, but the other side of it is the support of, you know, I, I need you to say, Hey man, you did great today. You know, you, working out you know that's a great example with with you two like going to the gym and just being like dude we fucking killed that like that may be all it takes to change a day that was like eh, it was okay or wasn't everything it was cracked up to be to be like you know what yeah fuck it we killed that workout that's good enough for today yep absolutely yeah and i think you know damon the thing i think you did it subconsciously too which is really cool you, you made the comment that 
people don't want to be the the one that people look at and say, you know, oh, he was this thing, right? Like he was an alcoholic, he was an addict, whatever. But I think subconsciously you do, right? I was that thing. I'm not that thing anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so it's the power of moving past just identifying as the problem that you have, the mental illness that you have, whatever. Like I, I always talk about the power of words and, you know, I think it's a important thing to distinguish because like when I was at my lowest points, I, I looking back would always say, you know, I struggle with depression. I have depression, whatever. And it's like, okay, but I'm letting that define me. And now it's like, yeah, I have depression, but this is what I'm doing to better myself out of it, you know, or whatever. And I think that's the important part is don't let yourself get so absorbed by the, the problem quote unquote, and identify it and say, okay, that's the thing, but I'm going to overcome that thing. Definitely. No, absolutely. And, you know, part of it is subconscious, but also some of it too is very, you know, intentional in the sense of, you know, for myself, it's especially the like addictive part. It's like, I've been sober for since 2007 and Which is insanely awesome, man. It is, but it, it's one of those things that like, if you would have asked me that back then, like you're going to go this long without this thing that was kind of corrupting and corroding your life. I would have told you there's no way. Right. But it's, you know, it is setting a series of short goals to so that you can accomplish it and realize that, you know, that is tangible. It is embracing the fact that like, and I think this is the hardest thing, at least to me in the road to recovery or when someone labels you as like a recovering addict or an addict, it's like, there are some people that do carry that title with them as kind of like a badge. But I also do believe that it can be overcome. I think a lot of times people's behaviors and things get caught up in that like oh i am this because i did this i am now this and it's like you kind of already said it before where it's like well if that's no longer the case if those behaviors don't apply anymore then that label no longer applies to you yeah you know you have recovered or you are this and it's like i think once for me i was able to kind of come to terms with that then again you can let go of some of the baggage that can you know come along with it it's like i don't sit there at least personally, I'm not going to be the person that sits there. And it's like, I'm not counting days anymore. It's just my life kind of goes on. If you need, if you need to, for your own personal accountability, by all means, because that's the reason it's there. It's to show you, you know, a month, six months, a year, five years, 10 years. If that's something that keeps you on the right path, then exclaim it to the world. And I've also, again, I normally wouldn't do that. I've done it in conversations to people where I'm like, Hey, this is my thing. And it's, you know, for you to say, Hey, you know, it's a long time. You're proud. I accept that compliment. I take that as, you know, Hey, I've worked hard to get here, but at the same time, it's like, I still have to be more conscious of not necessarily wearing it as like a look at me, but to say like, as this conversation comes up and as it will come up in the future, it's like just being open about it and being like, Hey, this is my truth. This is my thing. I'm not saying this to 
you know, da 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 da. But it's just it allows me to be more comfortable, be more open. And if you are in the same spot that you know I used to be, it's called you know for for whatever you think of me, you know whatever our first interaction is or repeated interactions, this is the product of that that work, that hard work. And hopefully, you know, people see the good people see the things that, you know, I've tried to do that all of us have tried to do in our personal lives, even outside of music, just to put that wholesomeness back into the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's really easy to wear whatever title self-inflicted or not um, as like something to be ashamed of you know, like, because society has put so much stigma, nice Tyler, uh, so much stigma around um, all the different tags, whether it's addiction, alcoholism, depression, whatever, like, society says, you're lesser of a being if you deal with these things. And it's like, no, you're not your your life is of no less value, because you had to deal a harder battle. No, I get, and I absolutely see that. And, and so, like I said, I can agree with a lot of it where it's like, you know, just because you go through this, it doesn't mean that you are, like you said, any less of a person or just because somebody didn't have to go through something doesn't mean that they are in any ways better than you. It's just simply different. Right. And it's awesome that I would even just say we can have these conversations because like, I'd even say probably four years ago, five years ago, I probably wouldn't have been comfortable enough to have this conversation with somebody because it's still dealing with some of the fallout of like, okay, well, people see you like this or, you know, in some ways I was so protective of like, I'll call it like the new life. Right. Right. That anytime that something that from the past would come up or somebody would try to introduce this or a story or whatever, it's like, I would shoot it down so quick or not give it any room to breathe in whatever life I've created in kind of a fear of like, Oh shoot, this could unravel this, or, you know, somebody might get the idea of it's like, no, you know, your past is your past for a reason. You don't have to turn around and look back, but moving forward, it's like, it is a part of you. It's a part, it's a thing that has helped define a chapter in your life, but it doesn't have to define the whole book you can always look back to it if you find yourself in a similar position to where you're like oh no you know these behaviors or this has come up or you see somebody else and i think this is probably the most important one of if you are a servant of the people or if you are one of these souls that wants to help make the world around them a better place it's if you see somebody that is doing the same things that you did or do and you can recognize hey I'm just going to try to be my, do my best to be there for this person to let them know how I'm feeling at all times so that they can understand it's okay for them to let their guard down and to be honest about what is actually going on with them in order for them to get the help they need. Or, you know, you could be that person or that vessel for them or help them maybe find a medium or find something to put that kind of energy into. I mean, that's what music is for a lot of people. And it's for me, I can definitely say that it's had this not come into play. Like 
I can't sit here and tell you exactly what I'd be doing. Right. You never know. You never know. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things that I, I love talking to you because it's ironic, like looking through the musicians for mental health catalog um, of episodes so far, like a lot of the people that I've had on so far are in the more heavy music scene, you know, whatever genre you want to call it. Um, and it's ironic because I can remember, especially me growing up, and I think you guys will relate to this probably even now, so many people view the heavy music scene as, oh, they're angry. They don't care about anything, whatever. But I'll tell you, some of the greatest people I've ever met have been in the heavy music scene. Some of the most compassionate people, some of the most honest and like people that are willing to hear your story and say, like, I see you. This is okay. Absolutely. And I would just to piggyback on that a little bit more. It's people think like, oh, it's loud. It's angry. It's this. And it's like, yeah, anger is one part. But nobody ever asks the question of like, what are you actually angry at? Right. <laughs> and I've had this conversation with a few different people recently where it's like, oh, all it is is yelling, all it is is this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, if you read the lyrics or just listen to the intent or the tone or whatever you're listening to, it's like, we're not, no one's ever really screaming. Like, it's like some people are, but it's like, it's an anger. Usually that's directed at yourself. Mm-hmm. at why things are a certain way it's that frustration that you know just day to day it could be people you know it's like why do people drink or why do people you know smoke weed or why do people work out or why do people overeat or do any of this because they're trying to cover up something you're trying to mask it and it's like no this is a way of actually like releasing it getting it out there yeah it just happens to be a little bit more fun a little more, you know, community oriented where you can find people that feel the same way and kind of, I mean, it's a bond. It's coming together and realizing that like, Hey, again, there are shared problems in the world and there are shared solutions. Some people are a voice. Some people are a vessel and other times it's just, some people just need to be there by osmosis and just soak in and then they can move on to the next phase of their life and take the lessons that they may have learned, whether it's in heavy music and any kind of music or art form or anything that is cathartic like that. So, yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, you know, bringing it back into music with this segue here. Again, you guys have been very authentic with your, your lyrics over the years and very much a, not necessarily on the nose and not as a, Hey, look at us, look at what we've been through, you know, pity us, but also love us type of thing. But like a, here are real life struggles. Here's what we go through. Here's what a lot of people go through. How important, you know, with that authenticity, how important is it for you to make those connections with your lyrics to people? You know what I mean? Like how important is it to write the song for you without the like, intent of selling out or whatever, but like to write this song that says, Hey, here's the struggle that we're going through currently or whatever. I know people are going to relate to this and I want people to connect. Um, hmm. I mean, I have a short answer and then I'll let, and then Tyler, you can take it from here. Oh, because it's, I have the longer. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get you, you it. do. You definitely do. Yes. 
But no, the short version, honestly, from my point of view, is it's important for everything to connect, whether it's the music, it's the lyrics, it's all that. The way that we go about it is that's almost equally as important, if not more, because the one lesson that I can even say that we learned, I mean, it's always going to happen whenever you're writing new albums or new songs or whatever. But as long as we can objectively look at the song and go, we put everything that we had into it ourselves. It makes us feel a thing or that thing that we were setting out to do. Or sometimes a song can manifest itself and take a form that you none of us would have expected. And that's happened quite a few times. As long as it meets those requirements of everyone can look in the room and go, you know what? That's right. That's damn good. It kind of doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks, as weird as that might sound. It's like, because obviously you're writing stuff to connect with other people, but it's like, it has to mean what it needs to mean to us first before it can translate to anybody. And if there's any doubts, and when I say doubts, it's not so much like, is this riff catchy enough? Or is this lyric strong enough? It's just a matter of if the message is intact, then from there, everything else is house money. Yeah. Um, I'm going to prove you wrong. This is going to be quick. Um, <laughs> no, Nothing but uh, the, yeah, right. Yeah, we got to be honest. <laughs> got to be honest. Um, no, like for, I think for us, especially just to kind of piggyback off of what Damon said, um, I think we're at the point where it doesn't really like matter, I guess, what other people view it as like, because at the end of the day is there's going to be people that like what we like, we like what we're doing. Um, and I think we've learned over the time that we need for us to be our true selves and to be honest with ourselves we have to write what we want to write. We can't like, we can't force something like, um, there is, uh, there was a song on what defines you, uh, called, we called it. I won't break. It used to be called PSA and the chorus used to literally just say, fuck you. Um, a lot of times and it went hard. It did, <laughs> but this is the thing. I don't think it was genuine enough because at, especially during, during that time, I don't think I, I like, I don't think I actually like hated anybody. Like, I, I mean, not that I do now, but like the, the stuff that I was like going through and everything, like it just didn't, it didn't feel genuine to me. Now, if we were to write that song now, I'd be like all over that. I'd be like, <laughs> hell yes, this is sick. But when you don't, when you try to write music that is not genuine to who you are, I think it shows in, it shows in your music. It shows in like how smooth and polished everything is and when when you write something that you feel from the heart or like like i was saying earlier like the the experiences that like uh like that we've gone through that what our family has gone through um you know our, our friends loved ones all that like just our experiences as a whole with with ourselves and with the people surrounding you know surrounding us it's there it's um, to me it's almost impossible to not write about something that at least means something to you but 
again, if you are trying to force something that you just don't feel, it's it's gonna it's gonna show in your music. So I think for us, the fact that we've had a lot of people um relate to the stuff that we've been writing about, um, like uh our song Sober that just that just came out. I had two people that I've never talked to in my entire life find me on Instagram and message me and tell me how it's helped them get through a hard time. <clears throat> One of them just mentioned that they just got out of rehab and they were like, I needed this song so badly to to stay sober. And then there was another there was another person that messaged me that said I work at a like, a, you know, a substance like basically like a rehab place as well. And they like show music that's helped them get them through. And she mentioned that somebody used our song. And like to me right there, that's two people. That's two people that our music has connected to and no one else could connect to it and for me that's enough like i think we're getting we we're so wrapped up in this numbers thing that it genuinely is so easy to just view one like you get one like on something and you're just like oh it's not enough but but when you sit there and look at it like that's one person that is dedicating their time to listen to you to your band, to your music, like that's awesome. And that's so cool. And it's, it's just like, it's insane to me that we live in such a, such a world where numbers are everything. And instead of just like looking at the, like the humanization of, of everything and just being like, wow, that's actually crazy that someone cares about our music in a way that I don't know that, that like it could easily just be like there's just no way that that this person like is spending their time listening to us right but they are and like i think that's that's just really cool and it's an important thing to to like take a step back sometimes and realize how much of an impact you actually are making because at the end of the day this band is a lot bigger than us spain is a lot bigger than who we are um but i think a virtue as a whole the fans and the people that listen to our music and relate to it, they are the re- the reason why we exist. They are the reason why we keep doing what we're doing. And the, the stories that, that they tell us, the, the things that we, that we've seen them go through, like we relate to those. And it's like, it's such a meaningful thing to, to be a band, I, I guess in, in a very cheesy way, like a band for the people. Um, because it's very easy to sit there and just, be like, yeah, we're a band. We write about this stuff, but like, you know, we don't we don't really care about all the other stuff. But like, caring about the the smaller things, I think, is what makes us unique and is what 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 makes us human. Um, and I don't know. I just I I I really like appreciate that and love that about our band. Yeah, that, was, uh, that wasn't a quick answer, Tyler. I was gonna say I don't think you proved Damon wrong, but. <laughs> Well, no, we, yeah, but see, see, we said, you said, don't lie or stop lying. And I was like, nope, we got to be honest. It's not going to be, I, I, I was being honest. <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it's a good answer though, because I think the, the thing I talk about on the other podcast a lot is especially around the numbers and whatnot, right? Like it's so easy, like you said, to get wrapped up in that. 
but there's so many different levels to success. Like, obviously we live in capitalist America. Like we all want millions of dollars, whatever. Um, But (laughs) realistically, exactly what you said, like to know that I put out a piece of art or a piece of my soul, if you will, that resonated with someone else enough for them to say, Hey, you helped me. I don't give a fuck about the paycheck anymore because I just helped somebody better their life. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, let's briefly talk about, you've been dropping singles for it. The new album Omen uh, coming out in September. Um, talk a little bit about kind of building this up and the, the feeling of imposter syndrome to some extent, I'm sure even now, like where you create this piece of art that you're like ready to put out in the world. And then it's like, Hmm, is it good enough? Am I good enough? What are we doing here? No, it's, um, the funny thing you actually mentioned that imposter syndrome. There's only one time where I probably felt that. And it was before we even started really like the songs that made it to this record. It happened before any of them were on there. And it was, it was I went out to New York during COVID and had a chance to visit my sister, visit um, some friends out there as well. And, you know, showing them music, kind of telling them what's going on. And this is where I'm thankful that I don't have people that are just like, yes, yes, yes. In my life where it's like, it's not it. It's not deep yeah. enough. It's not, you know, you can, you are capable of more. And it's not to say that the stuff that I was showing them was bad, but it's like, there's just something that it's like, keep going, just keep digging. You're on the right track. You're on the right trail. We came back and the first song that we wrote after that was Sinner, which was one of those songs where we went in with no preconceived ideas kind of just you know we were throwing around like oh hey let's write something like this or like this but then like once we got there it was just like no just we conversed we had fun we just opened up plugins brought out some guitars and it was probably one of the more organic songwriting sessions i've ever had to where it felt like it was going back to the basics the beginning of just like showing up at your friend's house with an amp and a guitar and you might write something you might not you might hang out and skateboard whatever it is but it's just, it's having fun. And basically from that point on, it's like leading up to the point now where we're actually going to release a full body of music. It's like, I truly feel as if, and I tell my guys this, and it's one of those where in the past with what defines you, with some of our other records, even though there might've been some success tied to those things, it always felt as if, we were happy to be there. This is the first record where I can go into, and I speak for myself, I can go into the release being like, no, we are supposed to be. We are where we need to be. And if someone else were to try to say, oh, well, you don't have this or don't have this. And it's like, doesn't matter. You can't change my mind. Like that level of confidence is something that we haven't had before going into a release and I'm hoping again that people kind of feel that where it's like it's not so much you know again we're always going to thank people we're going to thank people for being 
supportive for making our lives in some ways a lot easier for doing work because it it's it's more than just the four of us like Tyler eloquated you know this band is beyond just that now and there's a lot of moving parts and in order to keep those moving parts kind of together everyone has to have a, a united front and if anybody that is involved with us didn't believe like hey no these guys are for real they're taking what people have said they're taking the things that work for them and still sticking with the same foundation then it's like all that is for naught if we go in believing or thinking anything less than you know whatever we think it's going to be so it's definitely exciting i'm very curious to see how people receive the whole like when they can hear the whole thing top to bottom but i don't know call it you can call it whatever it is i feel like when people actually can hear the final thing in its true and pure form that they'll take away a whole lot more than what i don't know we've been able to even give them so far yeah uh, I will say center is actually the song that I introduced people to you with. So there's something right. there, you know, it's, it's one of those songs that I've got several friends that, that love heavy music that hadn't heard of you yet. And I'm like, all right, we're going to hit center first and then we're going to go down the rabbit hole. But this is the easy, I think it's the easy one for people to absorb. Um, it's just a little more digestible, whatever that means. Um <laughs> And it, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. about it that just, it feels comfortable even being an uncomfortable song. Um, and then people are like, Oh shit, you know, I have to hear more. And then you take them down that rabbit hole. And I think this, this album um, is going to be something like that too. Something you mentioned there is the top to bottom thing, Damon. I'm a big fucking stickler about this. The first few times that you listen to an album, like at least the first three times, listen to the goddamn thing front to back, like quit skipping around. Don't just jump around on this thing. Listen to it. Track one through track, however many 12 on this album, whatever it is, like listen to it in order, because even if it's not a Coheed and Cambria conceptual story album, there's a fucking message that's being delivered through these songs. Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, it might just be like an old school thing. It might just be, the era of music that we grew up in but there's always going to be value in you know again top to bottom give it a chance you'll and you never know like certain songs i'm sure you probably had this it's like certain songs that maybe are like non-singles or stuff that is outside of your wheelhouse when you hear it in you know contrast to some of the other things that you like it's like you know somebody likes sinner but maybe they don't like something heavier they're going to be pleasantly surprised when they actually hear the formatting of the record of where that song is at, what songs are around it, why those songs are around it. And it could be enough to be like, Oh, it'll open your eyes to a whole different world of things and yeah. way of thinking that if you're just skipping around, you're not going to get that. You know, you're not going to read a, read a book starting at page 95. Right. <laughs> if you do, you're a psychopath. Like yeah, that's get weird. out of here. <laughs> Yeah. What do you want to say about the album, Tyler? Um, please listen to it. <laughs> um, please, but, please. Yes, please. But, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, on, on a real note for, for Omen, for us, it's, um, I mean, it's a key, it's just 
everything that we've been through, like I said, um, in the past few years. So it's such a surreal feeling to be able to release another album and to have it like j- just to feel like, you know, you like you belong, feel like you belong in 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 what you're doing, feel like what you're doing is right. Um, and just being able to get the reception that we have with all of, all of these songs has been such a like humbling uh just like such a humbling experience because i i think that was that was my biggest realization like my my imposter syndrome moment but also just my realization of like this is so much bigger than what we realize um and that also goes back to um sorry not not goes back to you but that goes like to my next point of when you have someone like Rhea Ripley using your songs like on just her back workout and you're like, what is going on? Like, there's no way this is actually happening. Right. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, for like a brief moment, it was, it was such a cool experience, but then, you know, for us to like reach out and just be like, Hey, you know, we'd love to send you some merch, send her some merch. She messaged us back and says, Hey, received it. Like, no, really love you guys. Like it was awesome. And then the next day, post, you know, post another thing with her like wearing the shirt. And you're sitting there like, dude, what the heck is going on? And you're, you know, and it's such a it's such a crazy concept. Like, you know, this this larger than life person is like interested in your music and knows who you are. And then, you know, we go over to Europe. And um, it was a uh, Bristol. I mean, I, I know we, we heard it like some other times throughout throughout the, the tour, but uh, we were in Bristol, um, you know, Bristol, England. And like Damon was at the merch table and these this uh, mom and daughter um, uh, shout out to our friend Alex. Um, she brought her daughter, Georgia, uh, to the show. And they found us on TikTok because of Rhea Ripley. And then there was like three other three other uh, uh, girls that Damon was talking to as well. Literally, same thing. Like, hey, you know, found you guys on TikTok because of Rhea Ripley. And, you know, and uh, like things like that. Like, yeah, we, we, you know, listened to the song and looked you, looked you guys up and saw you were coming to England or, you know, the UK. And we're like, yep, we we're going to go to that. And. It's so crazy to to just think. I mean, there there's so many times that we've had that realization. Like another one was Singapore. Um, when we were in Singapore the first time, we played Thanks for Nothing. And I am not even, I'm not even kidding you. Every single person in that room was singing, singing the words so loud to the point where you couldn't, I couldn't even hear myself. Damon stopped playing. <laughs> Damon straight up stopped playing and yeah. and you know and you're just we all looked at each other like what is going on dude like there's no way I mean the like the first note the first yeah. note that you're playing and everybody's singing it and you're just like dude this is this is so crazy so for us for us to have those moments and and throughout this journey like the journey has been like the best part you know I mean I, I know I was talking about the dark like the dark parts of my life, but you know, I, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation if we didn't go through those things. You know, we, we wouldn't be sitting here 
talking about our mental health, talking about what what is going on, you know, what's been going on in our life um, to get to where we're at now. And Omen wouldn't exist without these things. And for us to finally have a final product, not just singles, but like a very polished idea, um, you know, like a, a, con- a concept, you know, and it was a concept that was like thought about while we were writing the music, but it wasn't really like fully formed until we sat there and, um, you know, sat down and, and just we're all talking ideas. And, and like, I feel like we all fully came together and, and just that's, that's how Omen came to be. And it's a very, very cool feeling to have this product that we're about to put out into the world. And it's our, it's our most vulnerable work. It's our, um, I mean, it's, it's literally a, just like a, uh, I guess like basically like a fisheye into our, our world, into our heartbreak, into our pain, into our, like all the emotions that we felt. Um, it's very scary putting yourself out there and, and like that. Um, and I've been very big on social media with talking about my mental health, talking about what I'm going through and, it's I feel like I've built myself like a little platform as well with being an advocate for that stuff. And it's a good feeling when you have people come to you and basically tell you like, hey, uh, like that really made me feel good that you opened up like that. And, you know, and to know that I'm not alone. And like I was saying about the the numbers thing, like having one person just tell you that makes you feel just on like it makes you feel on top of the world because you just got to help someone, you know, your music and your words and your vulnerability made someone else feel like differently than what they were feeling before they saw that. Right. And I think that that is why this, like things like this is important because you never know what someone's going through and you never know what that person is going to like, you know, connect to. And it's like, one thing that you know you said one thing that damon said one thing that i've said might we might just think it's okay yeah this we we're just talking here but talking about these things that might make someone change you know get to the gym that might make someone change like okay well i really need to stop drinking i need to stop smoking i need to stop um you know self sabotaging i need to like I just need to work on myself. And it's like, if we can help one person realize like that they aren't defined by their depression, they're not defined by their addictions. They're not defined by their heartbreak, by their loss, by all that. Like you are not just that you are so much more to a lot of people. And the fact that we get to, I have this little platform and make people feel differently about things is such a cool thing. And I, I mean, I, I'll, it'll never get old to me. It'll never get old. I, I love being able to connect with people and talk with people and have conversations clearly. I mean, some people might think I like hearing my own voice. I absolutely hate it, by the way. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Damon, stop. But like my brain just goes in like circles and I have really bad ADHD 
So I, you know, if I don't give you every single detail, then, right. then I, my, my brain's like, no, nope, you're not going to understand. You guys are going to be like, what did you just, what, what did you just talk about the last 10 minutes? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. So there, yeah. Come on, Dane. We're not, we're not bullying here. We're not doing that. <laughs> Some of this. <laughs> come on. No, I think- Come on. I I do think that that's, uh, you know, you mentioned the darkness and that's something I wanted to touch on briefly. You mentioned the dark parts of your life and all that. And there's, there's a quote that says that you can't see a star shine without the darkness, you know? So you have to sometimes go through those dark and, and troubled times of your life to see that there is more out there, you know, to see that this is bigger than you. Like, I can, I can persevere through this. Um, so yeah, the kind of my, my two follow-up or ending questions. Number one is the super cliche one. So feel free to answer it however you want, but, uh, it's the cliche going into the darkest moments of your life. What do you knowing now wish you could tell yourself? First. Um, I like that, that answer, to, by the way. Yes. All right, question. Yeah, I, like I was going to say, um, honestly, to not, don't be so hard on yourself. People mess up, people make mistakes. And yes, some mistakes can be more severe than others. But at the same time, you have to allow for forgiveness. You have to understand that other people that you may have hurt might not be ready to give you that same treatment, but you have to let them get to that point on their own. And that you can only control what you can control. Cause I think that's a thing, at least for me sometimes where it's like, you try to, I don't want to say micromanage, but you definitely start to overcompensate in other ways. If it's like, I'm trying to do this thing to better myself, but this person won't allow me to do this or this behavior of mine won't allow me to get out of my own way. And it's like one day at a time, one step at a time, set the goals, write it down if you need to, but just realize that you can't fix everything all at once. Everything takes time. And some things you might not find the resolution that you're looking for, but it's the resolution that you need in order to keep moving forward and not constantly looking back at what could have been, should have been, you know, it's not that way for a reason. And you just have to keep going and to keep writing that story. So that when you do look back after all is said and done and you go, you know what, I'm glad that maybe this person didn't forgive me at this time, because if they didn't, I wouldn't have changed. I wouldn't have actually done the work to, turn into a person that can now do X, Y, and Z. So that'd be probably a takeaway for me. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, um, I think it's, I I think it's just like basically what Damon said, but adding in the, it's like, it is okay to, it's okay to sit there and like realize or, or think like, you know, man, like, why am I doing this? 
why, why do I keep doing the same thing over and over again? You know, um, like just being able to, to sit there and wake up and have the opportunity to have a good day, I think is something that all of us take for granted. And I know I took for granted. Um, and then COVID, I feel like took a lot, a lot away, but that allowed, I think all of us to find a new appreciation for things, but just like everything else in this, in this world, it's very easy to get sucked back into your old ways. It's very easy to do that. And you have to have that, that perseverance. You have to have that discipline and being able to acknowledge that and realize that you have so much more strength than you realize you have so much more respect for yourself than you're allowing yourself to feel. And it's so easy to, to be, to feel like guilty and to be like, okay, well, you know, like, I guess a perfect example is just kind of like what Damon was saying. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you didn't do everything in a previous relationship that you should have done, but that's the whole point is like to grow. So it's like, you know, you feel guilty, like you shouldn't, you know, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve like to be happy. You don't deserve whatever, or it's like, you know, just not doing, not doing things for your partner, um, that you should have done, but then it's like, you get in a new relationship and you feel that guilt. It's like, you got to stop feeling guilty. You got to stop feeling sorry for yourself because no matter what is like, you're moving forward. Right. Um, one of the, one of the lyrics of a song, which, um, it, it didn't make it on Omen. Um, but who's to say it's, it, you know, won't come out another time, but there's a lyric, there's these lyrics that, um, that I really love, uh, that we wrote. And it was just like, um, it's like, I found my way, stop looking for yesterday. And it's, and it's such a great thing to constantly look at and just kind of repeat in your head is because how can you grow if you don't look forward you know how can you yeah. how can you move forward if you just if you keep like being wrapped up in the past so i did that for so long and i felt so guilty and i hated myself for the decisions that i made or being selfish or any of that but like you i'm not going to get anywhere you're not going to get anywhere if, if you constantly self-sabotage and you feel sorry for yourself like getting into that gym getting into that routine of like trying to do better like just waking up, brushing your teeth, waking up, making your bed, like drinking your water, getting your workout in all of those things is something that I wish I would have told myself is like, Hey, that's an accomplishment in itself. And I wish that we would stop pretending that we have to have this, you like, you have to have some sort of accomplishment reward to have a good day. Like it could be as simple as like, you know, I mean, I'm outside right now in my in my parents' backyard and, you know, I'm in a great mood because I'm allowing myself to be in a great mood. Like, you know, there's things that I could easily be upset about and sad about. But, you know, three months ago, I'd probably be sitting here just like, I don't know, just feeling kind of meh. But I feel great because I'm talking about my feelings, 
you know, and it's, I'm outside, I'm getting some sun, getting some vitamin D, drinking my water, staying hydrated and not doing what, not doing the things that I know are going to make me sad, are going to make me feel sluggish or that I'm not good enough for any of that. And I wish other people would like start seeing that they are worth it. They are good enough. And eventually things will get better. Even if, even if you don't think that they will, they will. Yeah. Yeah. That's both of your answers are very similar to the, the bomb that Maddie Mullins dropped on me, which was uh, he would go back and say, you know, it's okay to, to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel whatever way you're feeling, but when it's time to be happy, you're allowed to be happy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brutal, like, yeah. The, the more you sit and think about it, you're like, fuck, I've wasted so much time not allowing myself to be happy. Well, yeah. And I, and I, I think it's so easy to sit there and just be, yeah, be angry at so many things. And then it's like the fact that you're choosing to be angry instead of choosing to see the good in like those situations, like, you know, I mean, like in the past, like, okay, van breaks down or something. Right. And then you're sitting there and you're so like, wow, we're going to miss this show tonight. But then like, there's so many negative things within that, but it, like the hard thing is to is to sit there and be like hey we're still out here like like we're doing the dang thing like that that's something that you can sit there and be happy and be grateful about even though in the moment you'd have every right not to be right. and 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 that is okay but like just being able to be like hey man like you know we're 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 still out here doing this thing i mean uh 15 years later for for Damon for Damon and Mike um I'm on year like seven or six or whatever it is at least within this band but like a virtue is still going and I think that in itself is such a proud thing and and like thing that we should be happy about no matter what's going on no matter no matter what tours we get no matter what how our album does like we are still out here doing this and there's people that give a shit about what we're doing and that in itself, we should be happy and proud about. And I like, I, I think that's just it. It's, it's like, it is okay to just have that be that instead of yep. being like, well, you know, like being upset that we're not getting tours or being upset that, you know, people on Twitter aren't talking about us or like, I get so wrapped up in that stuff. Like, you know, like, damn, when are people going to start giving us, you know, like giving us some recognition, giving us some of that stuff. But it's like, you know, and and Damon, Damon is very, very good at this. And and I've always appreciated it when he kind of brings me down. Like some sometimes I um, I get like I shut down very easily, uh, especially in very stressful situations to the point where Damon has to look me in the eye and goes, Tyler, I need you to calm the fuck down. And, you know, and he'll, and he'll, he'll smile at me. And then when he sees like, I'm not moving, then it's like, okay, like I need to get him back down to, to earth. Cause you know, it, it just, it, it gets so, you get so like, just kind of like scared, I guess. And yeah. in, in, in some ways, because you're just like, things aren't working the way they should be. But when you like 
calm down and like reflect and let things be like, okay, hey, well, since this isn't working, what can we do to make it work? You know, and having that be such a calm moment, that's when you're just kind of like, okay, um, yeah, wow, it was that easy. All you had to do was sit there, calm down, chill out, and then things are going to work out the way that they're going to work out. And yeah, I just, it's just like, hey, man, just because people aren't talking about us online doesn't mean they're not talking about us. Like we are, we're on our hometown radio, Q106, which all of us have listened to that radio station growing up. And to have these, the like the people that run the radio station, the the DJs that, you know, the like the radio personalities always like know who you are and are yeah. friends with you and talk with you. Just having that is just in itself like, hey, man, just because that's not happening. Like, look at that. That's so cool. Guess what? Other bands don't have that. A, like Most of a lot of them, <laughs> you know, and and like, you know, and hey, we've got we've played in Macedonia. How many bands can say they've played in Macedonia? How many bands can say they've they've played in and on like on the Black Sea? Like, you know, you sit there and and, and you re, when you sit there and reflect instead of. I get. Yeah. Instead of just. Like focusing on what's going on now, like that, that that like looking at yesterday to to, I guess, kind of full circle moment like that stuff is OK. Like right. looking looking at the past in those moments. That is that is where it's like, okay, man, we've done a lot of great stuff. But when you dwell on those, dwell on the the past, that's when it becomes an issue. And that's when it's like, you're never gonna grow. You're never gonna get out of this. So looking forward is the only way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of my, my wrap-up question, obviously I'll link all the socials and everything, but it's the the standard outro and plug for you guys. So where can people find you online? What do you want them to, to know about? Where can they find you to, to interact? All that fun shit. Uh, oh, all social media. So we're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We What's have a Twitter? Web... Oh, yeah. X, whatever it's called now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a Threads account already? Nope. <laughs> I think the band does, actually. The band does. The band does. Okay. But yeah. we do not. Yeah. Personally, I do not. But. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we might get there but yeah no um omen obviously september 29th rising empire can't wait uh we got a couple of home sh- hometown shows that we're doing in celebration of that october 6th in detroit at the sanctuary and october 7th in lansing michigan at our new hometown venue called gray wall hall shout out to irving and scotty for being ogs of our music scene and coming together putting a venue back in a city that desperately needs it. Yep. Um, and as far as getting a hold of us, I mean, our socials, like our personal socials are linked to the bands. So if, at any point in time, if somebody wants to reach out, just say, hello, how's it going? Or they have something else a little more personal that they want to share. Our inboxes are always open. So. Awesome. Gooch. Uh, so the October 7th one I can potentially make, I will say it's about a four hour drive, but, uh, we'll fucking do it. Yeah. We'll fucking do it. If, uh, if everything works out. So I'll get with you guys closer to that. 
I'm stoked for you guys. I, again, really appreciate you both being so honest and open about your, your journeys and the struggles that you've been through, but also stoked for the band and, and what this, uh, this art is creating in the community that's being, you know, created and crafted around it as well. Because I think, again, going back briefly to the, the heavy music community, everybody thinks it's the big, scary, whatever, but they're the best fucking rooms I've ever been in. So it, it's really cool that you guys are, are in this and, you know, helping to cultivate this, this generation and community of people that want to be together and want to heal and go through these things. Absolutely. And we're honored to be a part of it, man. Just, it's a cog in the machine in some ways where it's, you know, there's going to be others that are like us that, you know, Hey, when we looked up and we were inspired by whoever wrote the songs before us, we just wanted to do the same thing and continue that cycle of positivity the cycle of wanting to make your surroundings a better place. And if we can start with music, I think it's a good place. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys' time. Um, We'll definitely stay in touch for a, that show, but just in general, because I think, you know, there's a lot that we'll uh, uncover as we get closer to the album and things like that. Definitely. Thanks, man. Really appreciate you. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good night. Um, And yeah, I'll keep in touch with you. Cool. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. Take care. You too. See ya. And that was my conversation with Tyler and Damon from the band of Virtue. Huge shout out to them for having that conversation. Uh, Really hope you guys enjoyed it. Really hope that you're you know, listening to these words and understanding um, that there are people out there that maybe aren't going through the exact same thing as you, but are definitely going through things. And um, hopefully it helps so that you know that you're not alone, um, no matter how big you think your favorite band is or anything like that they're going through real life shit too um tyler you know obviously writes about it it's it's very important to him and um it's just it's a really cool sort of um community that they're they're building and i hope that if you're not already a part of that community with them that you're definitely considering uh, becoming a part of it because it's really fucking dope. So, um, again, as always, we'll have the links to all of their social medias and everything in the description of the podcast. So be sure that you go give them a like, share, subscribe, follow, uh, you know, all that fun shit. And then uh, their new album called Omen is coming out via A Rising Empire very, very soon. Uh, I purposely held on to this episode to get a little closer to the album release so that you guys can check that out um, shortly after listening to this. I mean, within within about a week of this being out, um, the new album is going to be out and it's going to be fucking dope. So transition uh, from this, depending on what day you're listening to it, 
transition from this over to the album and check out just exactly how powerful words can be. Um, it's, I think, an album that's going to be a contender for a lot of playlists. Uh, so that's everything I've got for you guys on this episode. Working on getting a lot more lined up for you as well. Uh, but I want you guys to know that, you know, we are always trying to bring you the absolute best we can for this podcast, as well as the You Make the Scene podcast. So anything you guys can do as far as like, share, subscribe, follow, that sort of stuff, it actually does help uh, because there are those types of factors that go into uh, what artists are quote-unquote allowed or approved on the podcast by their management. So, like, the more that this podcast gets engagement and streams and, you know, followers and all of that sort of stuff, subscribers, uh, that plays a factor in if they will allow certain artists to be on it and things like that. So, um, part of the politics, guys. Part of the politics. So, uh, again, do everything you can, all the free shit. Like, share, subscribe, follow especially this episode, um, you know, put it out there for any of your friends that are into the heavy music scene, uh, because I think this is one that is going to resonate with them pretty, pretty, uh, no pun intended, pretty heavily. So, uh, that's it guys. I appreciate everything that you do for me. Remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other and you make the scene.